Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's always a a great pleasure to be able to share this morning. Uh, I'm just thankful to God today. Wasn't that some amazing worship today? Oh, my God. I'm thankful for this beautiful woman up here in the front row with a short haircut. My my beautiful queen of 22 years, Kimberly, I thank you so much. I I love you. Well, y'all know I I really like to do a little bit of worship before we start. So uh, let's do a little song real quick, okay? You know, this is the season of thankfulness, is it not? Macaroni and cheese, cornbread. Oh, I'm just, I was somewhere else for a moment, man. Go this way. <laughs> man, it just, it's just a season of thankfulness, man. And 
Man, I just love just being able to just minister to the Lord every day of my life, right? We get to minister to the Lord every day, not just on Thanksgiving, but all the time. But I am going to release something today, and I hope that it is liberation for somebody. I hope that it is healing for somebody. I'm believing that it's a breakthrough for somebody today. Well, I don't normally do titles, but I actually have a title, so you don't even have to worry about it. Ask me later, Cooksey, where you at? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The war on Thanksgiving. The war on Thanksgiving. Now, being in ministry, I always thought it was kind of corny, like you go to church and the pastor, he actually preaches the holiday. I'm actually not going to preach the holiday, so relax, all right? All right. Well, let's turn our Bibles to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 24. Or tap, you might be doing an electronic device, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 24. Verse 16 says this, rejoice always. Somebody say rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all your circumstances. Hello. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace, somebody say the God of peace. peace. Himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Amen. So during this time of thankfulness, like I think about this is a time for family, right? For friends, people you haven't, haven't seen in a long time. Good to see my brother-in-law. Amen. People you haven't seen in a long time, just to be able to just spend time and catch up on stuff, have some laughs. But this time of year isn't always happy for everybody. You know, you know, it's year 11. I mean, it's uh, month 11 in the year, and maybe you haven't finished all your resolutions. And so sometimes that just angers you. Who's like that? Like, I didn't reach all my goals yet this year. I know more hands should be. Thank you. That's honest, man. <laughs> Scott, my brother, my big brother. Man, but for some, maybe you had some, some weight goals or some fitness goals. Or maybe, like myself, maybe you received some, some gut punches this year. You know, those ones that really hurt really deep. And it's supposed to be a time of thanks, and you don't really feel... All oh, that rah, 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 because you had some gut punches this year. People even asking about my hat. So one of my gut punches has been in my health. I've had this weird stuff going off my hair for a while that I never believe I'm not going to get healed. Let's just put that out there. But uh, it's something that I'm going through with Jesus, and he's going to bring me to a place of healing, and I'll stand here one day and give you the testimony. Amen? But until then, I get to look cool with the hat on and the suit jacket, right? But I'm okay with that. Because my God is faithful. We read that, right? He's faithful and he will do it. Nothing broken, nothing missing. He's that God of peace that we said. But here's another one that I want to bring out right now. And this is specifically for charismatic culture. For this supernatural culture. This is something that it kind of lingers in the atmosphere. And it's always kind of in the undercurrent. And that is of unworthiness of I have a small testimony. It is the one that says that my walk doesn't look like so-and-so's and 
or I should look like how so-and-so should look by now. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Or am I just making that up? You know, you see it, and you know, being a pastoral person, I, you know, sitting behind the keyboard, sometimes I see it doing worship. I look out there and I say, wow, I see some unworthiness right there. That person doesn't know how valuable they are to Jesus, and it's hard for them to lift their hands. You know what I'm saying? It translates over to the worship time many times. You can see it. It's, it's a real thing. But I want to talk about the supernatural today in regards to thanksgiving, because somebody's gonna get free today. Somebody's gonna leave out of here praising and leaping and praising God, amen? amen? So now let's talk about the supernatural. That's interesting, when you say supernatural, the first thing that anybody thinks about is, is two main words. Sensational, right? Maybe think about the, the, the first leg that you prayed for that, grow, that grew out and it was very obvious, you know, everybody could see it. And then you think about spectacular. It's almost like, you know, we get born again. It's almost like, like we're like Avengers all of a sudden and like, wow, we all got our different powers and stuff, right? But what about the supernatural that's not so easy to see? What about the, the deep work that God does in the heart of man? Like I, I am utterly convinced that the greatest miracle that's ever occurred is that when I give my life to Christ, I'm instantly translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. But that's not spectacular. Neither is that, is that like sexy to talk about. Like in the supernatural culture, like I gave my life to Christ yesterday. Yeah, right, okay. But like, you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's, but it's, it lingers in the culture. And you know, I've seen it, you know, for the past 20 years, I've, I've been in some type of charismatic supernatural culture and you'll see it. But I want to I use the backdrop of what the medical community would talk about. They, they call them ocular miracles. These are the miracles that, that blind men receive their sight. Uh, we're going to travel through a lot of scriptures today, and, and I'm going to hit about six points today. So we're going to move hard and fast right now, okay? So let's go. Put in your seatbelts. Matthew 9, 27 through 31. And I'm going to let you uh, get there when you get there, but I'm going to begin reading just for the sake of time. And as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, Have mercy on the son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were open. Amen. He said, According to your faith, be it unto you. And when Jesus did this, it wasn't super eventful. Like, would you characterize that as spectacular or sensational? Yes, he received his eye back, but it wasn't like Jesus was like super demonstrative. He just said something to him, right? Okay. Let's move on to Mark 10, 46 through 52. Now it's interesting, Mark was actually written before Matthew, and these are both in Jericho, but Mark focuses on only one guy, and he focuses on what we know as blind Bartimaeus. Let's read 10, 46 through 52. And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples in a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of God, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to shut up. That's what they said to blind Bartimaeus. 
But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him, bring him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Jesus spoke again, huh? Simple miracle. Jesus just spoke to him. He didn't really say a lot to him. Anybody received a miracle like, like that before? Like you believe in the Lord to do something and Jehovah Smoothie just came through for you? Anybody ever had that before? Like you're four weeks in your breakthrough and you're like, oh, my back doesn't hurt anymore. Who's had that before? I've had that before. Or like, wow, I have peace in this or whatever it is that you believe in God for. That's what he's able to do. But it wasn't super demonstrative. Once again, he just kind of spoke. Right, Mary? Well, let's go on. Let's go to Mark 8, 22 through 26. And they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out the village. And when he had spit on his eyes, oh, hold up, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, that's kind of nasty right there. <laughs> You spat on that man's eyes. Woo. And laid his hands on him, and he asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I, saw I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Oh, we're seeing a little bit of variance, huh? We're seeing that he spoke, he touched, but he got a little spit going on in this one, right? He got a little spit going, but, but he's, he's changing, he's switching his method up. Isn't it interesting that God is able to use anything to bring you great breakthrough, no matter how nasty you think it is? But remember, he said he's faithful, right? He's the God of peace, shalom, nothing broken, nothing missing. He's the God, okay. Well, we're not done yet, guys. We got one more. Healing by the blind, this is probably my favorite one, to be honest. Healing the blind men at Siloam. And this is John 9, verses 1 through 14. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? What did he do to get that blindness? That's what they're asking Jesus, trying to qualify the reason why he has this malady. Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Say, the works of God will be displayed through me. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am in the light of the world. And what did Jesus do? Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva, a messianic mud pie. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And he went and came back seeing. Wow. Not only did Jesus, he see spit on the other guy, but he made a little cake. And he put it on the guy's eyes and the guy received his sight. I'm going to tell you something, and, and it has everything to do with what we talked about earlier. I'm so glad that Jesus did it this way. 
I'm so glad that he never stuck to one methodology of doing this because he knows how we are. He knows that if we discovered the way how to do it, we would make law around it. Oh, Jeffrey, you didn't spit in his eyes so that... You know what I'm talking about. Don't act like I'm just making it up. We would make a law around it. We would say that this is the way, but the way was actually through faith for each of these guys. And so God handpicked and selected the way that he would do all of these healings. Somebody thank God for that. Because he's, he's, he's not remote. He's actually very close and he's very near you and, and he sees what it is that you need and he's looking into the future and he wants you to be able to have thanksgiving about what he does, what he has done. He doesn't want you to have what's, what's known as a small testimony. Let me tell you something about the small testimony. Jesus came as 1 John 3 and 8, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. Say, he came that he might destroy the works of the devil. He came to destroy it. So every single time you have the opportunity to release what it, what it is that God has done for you, you give him another black eye. You take out the, the constructs and the pillars and the foundation that he has in other people's lives because you release it and you're saying, you know what, God, I'm thankful for what you have done for me and I can release it. I'm talking about Thanksgiving, right? All right, let's go down. Let's talk some more because we're about to hit these points. Okay, we've seen that Jesus has done all these miracles in many different ways, but here is my number one point. The supernatural is not always spectacular or sensational or obvious to the naked eye. Point number one. Point number two, never hold back a testimony. Uh, it's in this environment. A young, a child, I, I don't want to say gender, a, a child in our environment, because I want to protect them, a child in our environment had a reading impediment. She, uh, he or she was diagnosed with a reading impediment. And their mom is a praying woman. And the child with the reading impediment comes to children's church and how about that very same week, an older child was given a testimony about how they got breakthrough in that same reading impediment. And while somebody might say, that's not a leg growing out, that's not a demon coming out or any of these like big sensational stuff, that child received hope in that moment. Cause she, she, she well, I gave the gender away, okay. Well, I'm trying not to let y'all figure out who it is. Cause I'm there. But she received hope and faith because there was somebody who was further along than where she was in her faith journey with this new diagnosis. Okay. Your testimony is needed to be the building block in the life of somebody else. Well, I, I, um, you know, COVID is here and, you know, I'm trying to get my body right and with all this crazy stuff that's been going on with my body and Kim refuses to let me go to the gym, man. It's all Kim. It's all Kim, not me. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go and get me a home gym. So it's this big apparatus, you know, has all the stuff on it, fellas. You, you like it a lot. And um, all I know is uh, I, I have uh, this pride in assembling stuff. So, you know, when stuff comes, I like to assemble it. Well, how about out of the 162 pieces, 
to put this thing together, this big monstrosity, how about this little tiny piece is missing? It's probably about this big. And it's smack dab in the center of the whole apparatus. I can't even put the rest of it together. Be because of this little tiny piece, I can't put this whole thing together that's gonna work my body out. That little testimony that you're withholding is leaving somebody out from letting the body get developed and grow. That little testimony, there's no such thing as a little testimony because we know that it, in, in my life, it's a big deal. Like, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna be a big, oh, I got a big testimony yesterday. I sure did. I just thought about it. Thanksgiving. I, mean, I haven't even told you guys yet, staff members. Uh, 16 months, man. I've been struggling with my taste. Everything has tasted so nasty, man. Um, I, I had COVID and I had got some other unexplainable stuff going on in my body. And how about yesterday for the first time, I was able to eat some sausage, man. Yesterday. Yesterday. Holy sausage. Holy smoked hot dogs, Batman. If I even just get a whiff of onion and garlic, you know, just going inside establishments has been repulsive. And uh, if you've eaten with me in the past year or so, you know I've said, look, please no onion and garlic. And I remember Kim and I walked in there yesterday. I've been there before and we're like, babe, I'm not smelling this and that. I said, all right, I'm gonna order this right here. And man, I was just able to eat it. So I said, all right, let me, let me, let me just make sure I'm not making something up. So I went home, I said, maybe I just didn't taste it. And I opened up my spice cabinet. And I, I was like, mmm. I opened up the strongest spices, no ill effects. So God healed me yesterday. God healed me yesterday. And that might not be demonstrative to you, but look, I got a big nose. I was putting my, I was putting my nose on top of those seasons like, and I smelled no, nothing ill. So guys, I'm going to continue that testimony, but, but it's small to some. But to me, it means the world. So now, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it up the day after church. I don't know what I'm eating, but I'm going to do something. <laughs> Onions and garlic, yay! <laughs> yay! <laughs> but, but, that's, but that is something that I, can, that I can keep with me forever. Then when times are hard down the road, it took 14, 15, 16 months. But I remember the day that I went into your pie. Free advertisement and had that sausage, bacon. Whew. I'm just reminiscing, don't ruin my praise. <laughs> so that's point number two. So point number two was never hold back a testimony. We promised never to hold back a testimony. We, we promised not to diminish the importance of it because we don't think it's important. Oh no, you're worthy and he's worthy. Point number three. Cultivate a lifestyle of gratitude in all things. We read that earlier, right? Rejoice always and all things give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It doesn't mean that everything is going perfect. It doesn't mean that everything is going right, but I'm thanking him in all things because he said in this life you will have trouble. 
but I have overcome the world. Say, I have overcome the world too. Yeah, you're connected to Jesus. You've overcome the world too. It doesn't matter. I like what Joshua did in uh, Joshua 3 when he went across the Jordan River and he went across on dry ground. They set these stones so that they can always remember what God did. Those stones for us might not necessarily be stones, but they might be your journal. You might be like me, I put a bunch of notes inside whatever electronic device. And so I have the cloud, of, you know, because you put your information in the cloud, so it's like the cloud of remembrance. You, you've, only techies got that joke right there. But, but you, you, you record it and, and you make this be just more ammo for your thankfulness tank. Because I always want to have a place of thankfulness even when times are hard, because the hard times will come, right? Amen. We're not glorifying them. We're talking about Thanksgiving. So, so there's this thing where when, when God presently does something for you and then you, you record it. But what about when you've actually lost the joy of your salvation? What if everything that happens to you and that's going through you, it has weighed you down so much where you could even be here today right now and might have been the worship time or even while I'm speaking right now, you might be like, man, I'm here. I know it's the right thing to do, but man, I've lost the joy of my salvation. I got a tip for you. Are you ready? Because we're not comfortable with just letting you stay there. That wouldn't be right if we just let you stay there. This is the time when it might not be something current, but it's the time when you get quiet and you get with the Lord and say, Lord, help me to remember. Help me to remember those times that you came through for me, whether small or big. And I'm going to record that and I'm going to get faith I like how David did when he had to encourage himself in the Lord. And something begins to rise up with you. This isn't something that you could go to YouTube and get. This isn't something that you could get from a conference. Actually, this thing right here is just with you and God. Because Habakkuk, when he wrote this, Israel was getting ready to go into a place of captivity, which is a pretty hard season for about 400 years. And Habakkuk was reminding himself about all the things that God had done for the people of Israel. And he was developing and building up internally. Not sensational, not spectacular, but he was building up something inside that was supernatural. Amen? So point number five, this is a house that has a huge prophetic destiny. Recognize that you, every person in here, you are a microcosm of the big picture. You're a part of this destiny. Every last one of you, when kid with your plays, Garrett with your business sense, you know, I think about, I can look up and down the rows and I think about all the different professions and things that are represented in here. All of you are part of what God is doing. And why is that important? Because your testimony makes up a part of the whole. And when you get faith and you get breakthrough, you experience these things in your personal life, it actually gives you more faith for when we start singing songs like The Harvest, when we say a whole nation can get saved in a day. 
A whole nation can get saved in a day. But if, if my faith is real low, if I haven't, if I haven't said, God, these, these small things that are in my life, I thank you for them or glorify you for them. When we start talking about nations being saved in a day, one of these, you know what I'm talking about? The side face, this thing right here. Come on, a nation gets saved in a day. I can't even get my back healed. You're talking about a nation getting saved in a day. What happens is, is you get into that place of thankfulness. You start opening up realms and cavities in your heart for God to feel his goodness. And that God of peace, remember, he says he's going to sanctify you wholly, right? He's going to fill you up. It's going to allow you to live in a place of victory. Point number six. When you're building up this mountain of gratitude, because we're all going to have mountains of gratitude, right? You let that extend into your personal worship and the corporate worship. What happens when every single person up under the sound of my voice, we come in next week and we've recognized some things in our life and we say, you know what, God, I'm gonna praise you, I'm gonna worship you in all things, I'm gonna give you thanks. And you just begin letting your body be the instrument that's blown by the wind of the Spirit next week. And we come in here explosive as we've ever been, letting there be an outbreak inside here because everybody's doing something physical with their body that's bringing a spiritual release. Do you know that's a real thing? Do you, do you know that's a real? Let me give you my testimony. Let me give you my little testimony. When the guy who prayed for me to receive the Holy Spirit laid hands on me, absolutely nothing happened. Nothing happened. But I'll never forget. He said, Mike, just begin to praise. Just begin to worship. I didn't grow up like that. We didn't grow up in a church that makes noise. We grew up in a church that was very stoic. And if somebody said hallelujah, amen, I mean, everybody would look back at you. It was one of those kind of places. So he's telling me, and this, so this isn't part of my core. This isn't part of my DNA. He's telling me, just start worshiping. Just start saying hallelujah. And I just, I'll never forget. I put my hands on my face because I was ashamed. And I was just saying hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And y'all listen. I didn't grow up knowing about tongues. I didn't grow up knowing about anything supernatural. All I know is in that little space when I was shamed and I had my hands over my saying, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Something happened in my inward parts. I'll never forget that it felt like a, a blue ball was in, please keep your mind on Jesus, a, a blue ball. It felt like it was a blue glowing ball was in my stomach. And it, as I kept on saying, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, this ball just started to rise. Listen to what I'm telling you, my testimony. And I'll just never forget when that ball got to right here at the back of my throat, boom! It was torrential. For four and a half hours, I prayed in the spirit, coming from somebody who didn't even know about the, the things of Jesus. It just... I felt like everything in my life was attached to that ball and when boom, it just came out, I felt like, oh, I'm really born again. I mean, my physical sight, it seemed like it was different. It seemed like I was smelling better with my big nose. It was just something that was totally different. 
And it taught me a principle. In that moment, I gave what I could. That was my simple praise of hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so now, I don't care what happens in my life. I have a reservoir of thankfulness, even if I just think about that one event. Because if he never, ever does anything else in my life, that day I know I was transported from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So when I come in here in a corporate worship time, it's personal. I lift you high. You're high within my heart. You're high within my mind. And because of that, I, I, can, I can feel my own atmosphere shift regardless of what happens during the week because I've cultivated a place of thankfulness. Is that helpful to anybody? Stand to your feet because we're gonna, we're gonna do something today. Stand to your feet. Now, I'm glad that we talked about those blind men earlier. I'm glad that they were all healed by Jesus. I'm glad they were able to see again. But I, I've asked the Lord something specific. I've asked the Lord to remove anything from off the body of Christ that wouldn't allow him to see him for his fullness and who he is and what he's done in their life. So we're gonna do a, a bit of an, an activation today, a bit of an activation. It's a thankfulness activation. It's a thankfulness activation. This is what we're gonna do. It may not be spectacular, it may not be sensational for you, but I'm believing for breakthrough to happen today. And this is what we're gonna do. Just for a second, as a matter of fact, for about, let's do for, for two minutes. This is the time for you, while the message is going on in YouTube, you can do this exercise where you are at home. You might be in a bathroom, you might be driving. You can do this too. Just, just close your eyes and just go inside yourself just for a little bit. And especially if you're having a hard time right now, this is really, really for you, especially if you're having a hard time. Say, God, will you show me the good things that you've done for me? Show me. Show me the good thing that you've done for me. Show me what I've forgotten that's been shrouded over by hurt, pain, gut punches. Show me, Father. Show me what you've done. Show me what you've done. And, and from that place, if he reveals, reveals anything to you, no matter how minute, you just begin to lift your hands and just worship. And you just lift your hands and just begin to praise and just say, God, I love you and thank you. God, I love you. I thank you. Fill every single space right now. God, I'm asking right now if you just bring wisdom and revelation of the things that you've done. Uncover right now in Jesus' name. Let light enter to your people right now, Jesus. Let them be able to see. Let them be, them be, let them be able to see your glory goodness right now in Jesus' name. Now, like myself, there's, there's something about when you can speak something, you're in victory. There's something about it. 
let the fruit of your lips just echo his praise as you begin to see what God is. Let the fruit of your lips, however you do it, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy, God. I love you. Now, if, if you're experiencing massive internal resistance right now, you're the perfect candidate for this activation right now because you're going to shift your own atmosphere. If you can't see anything, if, if you, you, nothing comes to you, you just do it in faith. You just move in faith. You just operate in faith right now and watch God do something for you too. No man left behind, right? Thank you, Jesus. So just if, if, if you hear, if you see, if you sense, just begin to raise your voice and just, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I glorify you. I praise you. I honor you. I thank you. Nothing's going to take your place. You, you're first. Justin talked about it a few months ago. You have preeminence. God, I worship you. I glorify you. I thank you. Thank you for bringing me out of darkness into the marvelous light. Thank you for what you did 10 years ago when I didn't even, I, I could have been gone, but that car just sideswiped me, but it didn't take me out. Thank you for when that those bullets, they, they, they should have hit me, but they went elsewhere. Thank you for when I was in the club and that person that got hit in the ear, that the blood hit me, but it didn't touch me. That's a true testimony for me. Thank you, Jesus, when I didn't have any food and my brother and I were talking about this yesterday. My, we were so poor growing up. My mom used to dig into the seats on Sunday and bring out $12 so all us can eat. Father, thank you for your provision back then. Whatever it is, just begin to thank God. Just begin to thank God. Just lift his name up because he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of praise. He's worthy of glory. He's worthy of our thanksgiving. My friend, I know it's hard. I'm not ignoring that fact, but our God is greater. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you right now. Father, I thank you that you're worthy of us giving thanks in all things because this is your will that we would glorify you. That even if we're sitting in the prison like the Apostle Paul, that even if we're in the, the belly of a whale, that Father, we can call out to you, Father, and we can thank you and can think about your goodness and we can praise you. Father, right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I know time is almost up, but I, I just feel a few more moments. I feel that somebody's going to get it in the 11th hour. I feel that there's going to be a breakout for, for somebody internally. I know it's been hard. I know you've got gut punches, but God is greater. He's greater. He's greater. I know that in your mind you think, what else could go wrong? Well, what could go right? What could God reveal to you? What, what kind of strength? Because we talked about the joy of our salvation. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Externally, it might not look stupendous or, or it might not look sensational, but inside, 
God, you got it going on on the inside, God, and I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.